Hello, I'm Niall Brown and welcome to the Movies in Focus podcast. Since 1998, Bill Raimi's Batman on Film has been the go-to website for the best news for Batman on the big screen. It was founded in the wake of Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin as a way of lobbying for the long-term continuation of the Batman film franchise and the production of quality Batman movies. Batman on Film was there for the first rumblings of the new Batman movie and the lead-up to what would become Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins, and it gained a huge following throughout the production of Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy and the creation of Zack Snyder's DCEU and beyond. I've been following Bill's site since the beginning, and it's always been my first stop when looking for anything Batman-related. There's simply nothing Bill doesn't know when it comes to the Dark Knight on the big screen. Therefore, I was thrilled when he said he would take part in a special Batman-focused episode of the podcast. Bill Remy joined the Movies in Focus podcast to talk about Matt Reeves' The Batman, Ben Affleck's tenure as The Dark Knight, and Michael Keaton's Batman Return. As always, I hope you enjoy what we had to talk about. Thank you for joining the Movies in Focus podcast. Oh, uh, I'm honoured to be here. Honoured to be here. I'm such a big fan of, of you and your site going back years. Um, in fact, I, w- I was digging through some old stuff that I had this morning mm-hmm. and I've got a printout of um, something from Jet D60's uh, <laughs> yeah. page from yeah. the 26th of March, 1999. Wow. So that's how long I've been reading. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> it's Yeah. Yeah. It dates us a little bit. So, but it does fine. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. To be a Batman fan this mm-hmm. year is the most exciting thing I think you, you could actually hope for. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're a couple of weeks out from the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a few months out from the Flash mm-hmm. and presumably Batgirl at some point. Correct. Yep. So the Batman, we're a few weeks away. Tell me how excited you are about that. Oh, man, I have not been this excited for a Batman movie since since 1989 for Batman and for and then 2005 for uh, Batman Begins for because it was the first it was the first movie after um, Batman and Robin it was like the whole reason I started really started Batman on film in 1998 was you know for another Batman film which I didn't know we were going to get ever and not to say I wasn't excited for the Dark Knight because you know, the hype level for that was insane and even Dark Knight Rises. But yeah, this is up there with with this up at the top with my uh, with 89 and Batman Begins for sure. Well, that's it. I mean, looking at the trailers and I'm, I'm trying not to spoil myself too much. I sort of taking a step back a little bit. Yes, I'm with you. I think this could be and we've had great Batman films in the past, mm-hmm. if not the greatest Batman film. I think the most the one that gets the the spirit of the comic books more than any of them i think is that what you think i do i think um i know a few people who've seen it at, at some of the early warner brothers screenings and i know no spoilers because they know i don't want to know and but the you know the two or three people that i talked to said it's brilliant uh, absolutely brilliant i think it, it is uh having matt reeves who is a lifelong diehard batman fan writing the screenplay and directing the film. And then you have Robert Pattinson, who's this big Batman fan. It's just, it's, it's, it's just like a perfect storm of 
for a Batman movie. And, and I love the Dark Knight trilogy and I love Batman 89. And, and I love, you know, I enjoy most of the Batman films, but I think this is going to be something special, this one. Well, I agree. I mean, I think visually it looks very interesting. I know that there's a few little bits that remind me a bit of Batman Begins, but I mm -hmm. think that's just because it's the, the realistic nature of it. Mm -hmm. But I think this could really be a great detective film. Um, it looks quite almost tonally like a horror film as well. Yes. Which I think, there, again, Nolan hinted at that in that uh, first scene where Batman appears and Batman begins. That's a great horror sequence. Mm -hmm. And I think Reeves could really, really deliver on, on the Dark Knight aspect of Batman, which we, we haven't really got. True. And I like the fact that um, it's not an origin movie, so it's not Batman Begins uh, Redux or anything like that. But, it, it, you know, it's in year two of Batman and he's not Bruce Wayne is not fully formed yet. And Batman isn't fully formed yet. So there's a lot of growth left for this Batman is it's going to be an interesting to see him at this stage and uh, the Batman. And it's going to be interesting in, in subsequent films in the future sequels to see the steps he takes to get to the the pinnacle of the Dark Knight. So, yeah, I I. I'm just so excited for this movie and have very high hopes for it. And I think the casting's great. I think mm -hmm. Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon is such a brilliant bit of casting that I don't think anyone could have seen coming, really. But he's perfect when you sort of think of what he did with Felix yeah. Leiter in the Bond movies. Yeah, he's, he's a great actor. And I always like, you know, people will ask, um, ask me, they'll email or ask, well, who... Who do, would you like to see play Batman? Who would you like to see play Gordon? Who would you like to see play this? I'm, I said, get me an actor, first and foremost, you know, get me a good actor. And I think that uh, that's what Reeves did casting this film with all the characters, you know? Well, that's it. I mean, it, it goes back to, I think one of the great things about casting, which as fans, you, you kind of have these dream casts of who you want, but it's the surprise. I mean, going mm -hmm. back 30 years, who would have thought Michael Keaton would have been a great Batman? but he was yes or you know even michael kane as uh alfred that's mm -hmm. that's a bit of casting that i don't think anyone would have thought of other than mm -hmm. christopher nolan yeah and to be surprised at these things and you always get these fan backlashes when <laughs> yeah. you, yes. you know when somebody's cast it's like oh god you know be it keaton or affleck or robert pattinson i was like just wait till you see them in the role then you can yeah. complain if you don't like them uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, uh, I learned my lesson with Keaton, and you know, this is, this is pre-internet days, this is when I would go to a bookstore, and I would read comic scene or Starlog off the, uh, the racks, uh, just standing there, and I remember reading in either one of those magazines, those fan magazines at the time, that Keaton had been cast as Batman, and thinking, oh my gosh, they're gonna, they're gonna do a comedy, they're gonna do it like the the 60, you know, make it campy like the 60s TV show. And I, you know, saw Batman. And I, at that point on, I've never questioned casting. I might have said, I never would have thought of that, you know, uh, Heath Ledger is the Joker, for example. But I, I don't, I didn't question Pattinson. I didn't question Wright with this. I didn't question Zoe Kravitz and, and tons of other castings along the ways all these years uh, that we've been getting Batman movies. 
that's it because no one's ever happy there's always there's always somebody and like you i just think you know let's let's see what it is because i mean i would never have thought of robert pattinson as batman i will admit i was disappointed when affleck gave up the call and wasn't Mm -hmm. decided not to do this but i'm i'm willing to see what he can do and i think he's the potential to be the definitive batman on screen if it goes well it is um I found the articles, there's been several art, feature articles in various magazines about the Batman over the last month or so, and I've read most of them, or not quite all of them. And the thing Matt Reeves, I've always, I just found it, just, it's almost uh, faded in a way that, you know, Pattinson had heard they were going to reboot Batman around 2018 or so, 17, 18, and he started, he wanted the role, so he started kind of talking to his agents and producers and whatnot. And at the same time, Reeves is putting together the, the script and he had seen good time and he starts, he finds himself writing the script with Robert Pattinson in mind as Bruce Wayne Batman. So yeah, it's kind of like, it's just meant to be. And uh, I went back, I never saw any Twilight movie. So, you know, I, I'm with you. If you told me 10 years ago that Robert Pattinson would be uh would play Batman in a live action film, I would have, I would have, I would have laughed, but um, I went back and I watched a lot of his films he did after Twilight. He is a fantastic actor. So uh, I am not concerned in the least. I think he's going to be uh, really good. Really and he's good. got, he's got the potential to grow into the role as well, because sure. he's 35 at the minute. Is that yeah. what he is? So, you know, even if you get another 10 years out of him, he'll be mm-hmm. the age. Affleck was sure. when he did Batman Superman. Yeah, he is playing. I think Batman is is supposed to be thirty, and uh, the Batman. So yeah, I mean, just because he's thirty five, I mean, the guy can play older, he can play younger. So yeah, ten years. I mean, he's in mid forties. He can still play, you know, uh, thirty five, close to forty year old Batman. So it's. Uh, uh, looking forward to see where the whole thing goes with that you know this whole universe they're building with the batman with uh you know the tv series with the penguin and the gotham police department and um sequels and there's other probably other tie-ins coming on hbo max as well maybe catwoman or something like that so uh we're going to get a batman universe which is really really cool yeah and i think better than having a, a dc universe with batman in it although we are we are getting that as well but i think batman true Batman in his own works as an insular character because he doesn't suit, I think we've established particularly being on screen with Superman or those Mm -hmm. kind of guys because it sort of ruins the mystique. I I am a solo Batman fan. I always have been, uh, even as a kid. I I cut my teeth in the early 70s on the Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams Batman stuff. And this was right after... Uh, you know, they had sent Robin off to college, Dick Grayson off to college, and they put Batman back, they brought Batman back to his dark and serious roots. So that's that's my that's my jam when it comes to Batman. I, I never got into the world's finest stuff. I, I, I love the character of Superman. I'm a DC comic book fan, but Batman's at the top and I like him solo. And I think it just, I think it works better on film with Batman more grounded and more presented, you know, in a quote unquote, more realistic manner. And I'm not, you know, I know fans are more accepting of fantastical stuff, but we're, you know, let's be honest, these films are the, the general audience is, the, is the, by far the, 
the biggest percentage who who uh, see these films and you have to to make it for them so i i just it's kind of a moot point when batman you know superman and all these superpowered beings show up and batman you know becomes this character in the background who's like this tech tactician or something you know i just like uh i like solo batman and that's just my preference and i totally agree i mean if you look at the the end of justice league mm-hmm. either version of the film batman ends up having nothing to do because exactly. he, he can't exactly you know he can't fly he can't you know he doesn't have superpowers so he ends yeah. up sort of just shooting down bug things from the sky and that's yeah it. it's you know, the yeah and it's the that's what is so appealing about batman that's why i think uh he's up there if he's not the most popular comic book superhero character uh with the mainstream audience it, it may be spider-man is probably close but batman is so i think what draws people to batman is is his humanity that he doesn't have powers we can relate to him his you know the story is his origin is tragic it's just it's we can relate to batman it's almost like you know if you you can you know kind of squint your eyes and go you know if i had a lot of money and i and i worked out really hard maybe i could be batman you know you you know you can't but you can at least say maybe you that's the that dream yeah yeah <laughs> you can't do that with superman you can't do that with you know spider-man because that's impossible but batman at least exists in the in the realm of of possibility that you know if you really push it push the limits on that that's it you know and once you do make it i mean it's like batman and robin became more fantastical and that obviously mm-hmm. didn't work and of justice league and batman and superman mm-hmm. that really didn't work and i think that's why they've literally gone it's almost like going from a massive band having an orchestra and mm-hmm. loads of strings and a choir behind them to just go an acoustic and i think that's kind of sure. what yeah. doing. yeah great analogy yeah i'm with you on that and Sort of, what do you think of Colin Farrell as the Penguin, which is another weird bit of casting? <laughs> I like Colin Farrell. I think he's a very good actor. I didn't ex- when he was cast. I thought they, I thought the aesthetic of the Penguin would be different. Yep. You know, I thought they may go. Um, I mean, I thought he, I didn't know he'd be wearing so much makeup and prosthetics. So, but <laughs> it's uh, it's amazing to see him i mean he's almost unrecognizable i know there were stories that he was on set and people didn't realize who he was you know so um yeah i'm 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 anxious to see the penguin i thought uh penguin as a mob boss or mobster would could have worked in the dark knight trilogy they did but they didn't use him so it's cool to see him in this and i'm looking forward to the the penguin series as well the spinoff series with Colin Farrell is going to be in as uh, also. So yeah, I think it's, it was great casting and like I see, I can't wait to see what he does. I know it's totally, I mean, Colin Farrell was always somewhere on my list of dream casting for Batman. Mm-hmm. So for, from now to be playing the penguin is, is a very strange thing, but the, the, the prosthetics look amazing. And again, he must have faith in the character and Reeves and what he's done. Because yeah. He's committed to a series. Yes, absolutely. And uh, you know, he's willing to, to shoot that series with uh, having to go through what four or five hours of, of makeup before he gets on set, so he must be really excited for it. Oh no, def- definitely. I, I think they've kept him very much in the background, and I think it, it's going to be really interesting to see whether mm-hmm. what the, what they've done with him and the character. 
Sure. Yeah. And sort of Zoe Kravitz is a Catwoman. I know you're not a fan of Batman Returns. I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but as, a, as a film, as opposed to a Batman film, if that makes sense. Yes, I get that. Totally. And, but I think that Catwoman on screen, and I think it happened in The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. brings out a really interesting aspect of Batman on screen. And I'm quite interested to see what he does with that. Reeves does with Kravitz and Pattinson. Oh, I think I think Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, Batman Returns isn't my favorite Batman movie. I'm not a big fan of it. But she's great in it. The performance is great. Uh, Anne Hathaway, her performance was great in The Dark Knight Rises. And so we're getting another cat version of Catwoman. I like the fact that she... Um, like Batman, she's not fully formed Catwoman yet. And so we get, we get to grow with her. And, and I, the aesthetic, I love, it, it looks, she looks almost like uh, a Darren Cook, Darren Cook's version of Selena Kyle. You know, it's very uh, reminiscent of that to me. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she does on her own and what the dynamic is between her and, and Batman in the movie. Yeah, I, I think everything about it's been so, we've seen quite a bit, but we haven't seen much. And I, I think that dynamic, I think, is going to be a very key element, I think, into how Batman develops in the next movie or two. I would agree with that. Um, I'm sure she'll have a lot to do with that. Absolutely. Well, we can't talk the Batman without mentioning Ben Affleck working mm-hmm. on the Batman. And I mean... What are your thoughts on how that transpired and just generally? I think that, and I've said it, I think that that project, that solo Batman with Affleck writing, directing, starring, I think it was doomed from the moment that he, that he signed on to play Batman and uh, Batman v Superman in 2013. And I'm one of the reasons why it was doomed because, I mean, I think the pressure on him was immediate to, oh, Ben Affleck's going to be Batman. So once, once we got past all the nonsense of, you know, people had meltdowns over his casting or whatever. But then the pressure was immediately almost is Ben Affleck's going to write and direct a solo Batman film. And you really have to have a passion to do that. You know, Ben Affleck's a great writer. He's a great director. I'm a huge Ben Affleck fan. I just think the pressure to to deliver something was, was huge, and you combine that with all the issues, you know, the whole we know, you know, we know a lot of the, the story now that you know he was kind of done once he once he started filming Justice League in 2016. He was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. So I think it just uh, things happen for a reason. Sometimes, you know, they say so. You know, Ben didn't want to do it, and. Matt Reeves, we get Matt Reeves, and then Ben totally leaves, and so Matt Reeves is the the doors open wide to do whatever he wants to do. I I wish thing I wish that um, I've wanted Ben Affleck for a long time to be involved with Batman. So uh, even, so did I. I yeah, go back yeah. twenty odd years. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, yes, I I can I can tell you back during uh, the late nineties when yeah. I had first started Batman on film. The I, and when there was talk of him doing year one, uh, adaption of year one, I was thinking Ben Affleck would be a good young Batman. And then he became such, uh, I, I became a huge fan of him as a director. And he was like, oh, I'd love for him to take over for Nolan when Nolan's done. And 
so yeah, when he got the role, I was just like, oh yeah, he's going to get to do a solo film. So I, I, if things had been different, maybe without BVS, maybe without Justice League, and it's just, you know, Ben had came on and did a solo Batman movie without doing the other stuff first, if things would have been different, but you know, it is what it is. And, and I'm glad that he gets his uh, cool way to segue out of the role in the flash. Well, so, yeah, that's a, I, I couldn't believe, I mean, going back, was it two years almost now when they, they announced Keaton joining the flash? I yeah. was like, almost two years. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I never saw that coming. And then they announced Affleck in it as well. Mm-hmm. I really didn't see that coming, you know. Yeah, <laughs> to have the both of them, and I mean, there's a lot of speculation about how big Affleck's part is in the Flash. Mm-hmm. It 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 goes from being a supporting role to a glorified cameo. What what do you think? Is it somewhere in the middle? I think it's a extended cameo, from what I've what I've been. That's the scuttlebutt, and uh, like I said, it it's going to give him his way to cool way. That's what he you know he's he said himself. I'd like a cool way. To segue out of the role, I think this is it. How that happens, I don't know. Um, I hope it's something very. I hope it. I hope it. He does something super Batmanish and super, super very heroic, and it's really cool with his, you know, his last hurrah as Batman. So I'm happy for that. I'm and I'm excited to see what what it is. Yeah, I can't wait to see that either. I mean, the Flash in general. I'm hugely excited about it. Uh, going back to a Michael Keaton fan, seeing Batman mm-hmm. on the big screen in 1989 blew yeah. my mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to yeah. see him back, it's just, it's unbelievable that it's happening. It is unbelievable. I never would have thought it would have happened. I heard, I started hearing rumblings of it. Um, golly, like you said, it's been two years ago, like, er, like early or like the spring at time, March, April of, uh, of, uh, 2020 and i was like oh that's that's bs you know i mean no and then it then i was like no it's really gonna happen and and it happened i was like oh my gosh and i just like uh it's such a nostalgia thing for me to see him return as batman and not only it's not it's he's not just doing a one-off he's going to be part of uh uh dc on film he's doing you know he's doing batgirl he he's gonna uh, there's a you know, there's talk of him doing um, maybe some sort of solo Batman movie that is a a riff off of Batman Beyond and The Dark Knight Returns, or he may show up in some other DC stuff. So I'm I'm down for it. I, I it's kind of a best of both worlds for me. I get you know this older version of Batman Bruce Wayne with Keaton in the films that you know, technically connect the DCEU for lack of a better term. But, and at the same time, I've got this Batman verse of solo Batman, where it's just the a world of Batman with, uh, you know, the Batman and what Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson are going to do. So I'm not complaining. I think, I don't know if fans can complain. It's kind of best of both worlds from where I'm, from where I'm sitting. And I totally agree. You know, I, and again, although we've just sort of sat and said, the, the fantastical element of, of Batman doesn't necessarily work on screen. I think Keaton has the potential, and I'd like to think it's casting in these means, that they're going to be slightly more grounded than what we got with, mm-hmm. with Justice League. I think they're going to be stories that, sure, you know, like, like Batgirl seems like a grounded story. And it wants to flash. Absolutely, yeah. You know, has, has the, I think that the Flash, what he's 
basically doing from what I can ascertain. The, the, the whole point of this is to sort of split the DC cinematic universe. So we do have that grounded aspect as well. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of going to reset everything there. You know, some things stay, some things change the, you know, there's just be a new timeline. So um, yeah, whatever happens in the flash, whatever, when it's all said and done, Keaton will be the Batman of that, of that world. So that's, that's, I'm, I'm on board. I'm, I'm very much on board. And do you think, I mean, they're obviously, they're, they're going multiple timelines and universes with mm -hmm. the Flash. Do you think we'll see a snippet of Clooney here or a scene? I would not, I would not doubt if we see uh, like shots from, from previous films, you know, just quick flashes and shots that kind of uh, recognize DC on film before all of this, you know, I mean, even maybe even I, I, and I'm just get, I'm just, I'm being a fan right now. I'm, you know, you could maybe Chris Reeve, yeah. uh, his Superman, it, you see just a moment of him while the flash is doing his flash thing and going through uh, different realities and different timelines and different universes. So it would be, it, it, is it fan service? Yes, but I would like it. So I'm not going to complain, <laughs> you know? I agree. I think once they bring Keaton back, I think they can do anything up until the point yeah. where he, he comes on screen. And I think they probably will. And I, I think I'm interested to see how they rep what they do with Gotham City in The Flash. Mm -hmm. Is it mm -hmm. going to be Tim Burton's Gotham City from 89? That big? Or is it, is it going to be slightly more? I, I think what I've someone told me that it's kind of aesthetically it's like a cross between what the batman 89s with you know the anton uh anton first stuff and then what we saw in the birds of prey movie with gotham kind of right. a mixture of that yeah and the presumably and again i, I don't know if you know the answer because you've got your uh, your finger on the pulse for these things the the the, the elfman theme is is that going to be used again i i I can't imagine them not, you know, uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't say honestly, whether that is the case or not. We saw in the flash, uh, in the fandom teaser for the flash, we heard a little bit of Elfman's score, not, not the, you know, Elfman's the ba uh, Batman theme, yes. but, uh, you know, some of the, I can't forget the name of that piece they used, but it was completely from Batman 89. So no, I, I would not be surprised at all. It's I'm almost expected to yeah. use that 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 Batman theme with Keaton. Well, they, they came back and Elfman did the music to Joss Whedon's Justice League, and yeah. there were hints of it in that as well. Yeah, yeah, they had a little, that little riff in there, and then with the uh, and the uh, John Williams Superman theme as as well. But you know, I think that was but <laughs> so many people didn't didn't go see it. I don't think it had even. No, resonates, you know, and people are going, Oh, didn't they do that with Justice League? And people, yeah, no, it just doesn't even matter. Plus, it wasn't Keaton, so it doesn't count. No, that's it. It, it, it sort of didn't really work with the, the Zimmer stuff and, and everything that had gone before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do like the fact you, you brought it. I mean, I know that like we've had the uh, you know, the James Bond series compared to Batman James Bond series, and we've had the you know, the iconic James Bond music for everything, every incarnation of Bond, but. I think it's kind of cool that each version of Batman on film has its own unique music 
theme that goes with it. You know, I can, I can hear the 89 theme in my mind. I can hear, I mean, I can even hear uh, the Elliot Goldenthal stuff from forever. And, and this, what, what, um, the Batman stuff is great, man. Yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, it's great for what they've released. It's just been great. That's it. It's, it sounds like Batman without sounding like you've, you've heard it before, which I think is a really, mm-hmm. it's a skill, I think, to be able to do that. Oh, absolutely. It, 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 my hat go out to those guys who, who, who score that stuff. And this uh, Michael Giacchino, who's scoring the Batman, uh, you know, they released those two, two uh, tracks and it sounds great. You know, the Riddler one and then, of course, the, the Batman theme. That's it. I mean, and they're, they're doing it in such a, I, I can only imagine that the soundtrack somehow gives away the, the listing, gives away mm-hmm. the film slightly, which mm-hmm. they always seem to do when, mm-hmm. back in the days when they'd release the CD, it would always be, yeah. you know, such and such dies at the end. You're like, <laughs> yeah, except, except for begins, which were all uh, names of different ver- uh, different species of bats. They were all named <laughs> that. So I, I didn't even, but yeah, but you're right. A lot of them give everything on give away the tracks of the, of the soundtrack, give, give stuff away. And so we've got a three hour version of the Batman coming. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any rumblings what's happening after that? I know it's very much a, let's see how this does, but they've obviously put their eggs in the baskets that they're doing TV shows and stuff. Yeah. What have you heard about potential sequels? If anything, I, I, I think, a sequel or sequels are all but green-lighted without actually being greenlit uh, publicly or officially. Um, they're just waiting to see how this film actually does. That'd be, the, you know, the final thing. But they've got a lot of... It's clear that Warner Brothers has a lot of confidence in this uh, with um, the fact that they're already planning these spinoffs or in production or pre-production and the writing stages, scripting stages, whatever they are in currently. Then you've got, you know, um, uh, Reeves talking about building a Batman universe and whatnot. So, and, and the, you know, over here in the United States on the Monday, or no, I'm sorry, the 1st of March, which is a Tuesday. So this is, uh, you know, four days or whatever it is before the film is released here. They're having those IMAX fan screenings that's going to be thousands of people are going to see it they're un- they're under no embargo you know yeah so they'll be they'll be talking about the film as soon as they see it on the first and that's that's and that was like a spur of the moment thing that was you know it was like okay we're going to do this like now get your tickets like in two days for this imax fan event so they're like let's get the word get people to see it and get the word out there and uh i think they have a lot of faith in it and I think uh, sequels in this world is inevitable. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, and I sort of saw projections for the the opening weekend, and they're mm-hmm. pretty they're pretty high, potentially being the highest ever for a Batman film. Mm-hmm. So that bodes well. Yes, I think. Uh, yeah, there was one. If Fox Office Pro had it, what was it? One thirty five on the low end, and one eighty five or something like yeah. that. One seventy five on the high end, and they have not. They have not, they update and they have not changed their prediction uh, at all since the tickets went on sale. So yeah, I think it's going to do well. I mean, it's Batman. I and mean, if it's good, I mean, Joker, it, uh, for Christ's sakes, made over a billion dollars worldwide and it was R-rated and it's, 
I mean, it, it was because it's, it's a piece of bat. It's part of Batman. It's yeah. a great film. So word of mouth was great as well. So yeah, people come out of this saying the, you know, the Batman is awesome. People will go see it. Well, that's, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. The fact that Joker did a billion dollars worldwide, mm -hmm. which when you think back before it opened, you know, when, when they announced it, you couldn't even imagine it hitting a no. billion worldwide, you know? No, no, and That no way. became a phenomenon in itself. You know? Yep. Yep. I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who's, who is uh, kind of involved in the Batman movies and said that, you know, I'm, I'm proud that, the there have been just a few game changing films in this genre and they're basically batman films it's batman 89 the dark knight and joker and uh they seem to think that the batman is going to is going to uh, uh join that group of game changing genre films i think it's got i think what the, the batman might do i think we've, we've kind of hit a certain point where I don't think these movies can get any bigger in terms of spectacle. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to have to pull back. And I think the Batman might show that you can do these movies. I mean, I know the Batman was a relatively expensive film, but it's a, it's a, it's a fraction of what the Avengers cost. Oh yeah. And do it without the big laser beam coming down from the sky. And <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I, it'll, yeah. it can be a small movie, an intimate movie. Yeah, I think Reeves said he shot, um, he kind of went Nolan, you know, old school Nolan. He shot practical as much as he possibly could. So uh, that's that's awesome. I know like the, uh, they didn't green screen. They did that uh, that technology that the, that the Star Wars, the Disney Plus stuff uses, Mandalorian, that uh, the high def screens yeah. instead. Uh, and that's, that, that saves on post-production you know cgi and stuff plus it gives actors you 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 can see the screen as you're acting and it gives them an environment to interact with instead of just being surrounded by green you know that's it and all these movies the superhero movies have the marvel in particular tendency to look quite same-ish and it mm -hmm. just looks like they're standing in front of a green screen and I i'm think with you that yeah. that adds a texture that you, you really can't fake yes Everything I've seen of the Batman, the shots look, Gotham looks awesome. It just looks like a, a, a very, it looks like a beautiful film uh, way it was shot. And that's going to be something to look forward to seeing as well. No, definitely. I think the cinematography, mm -hmm. it looks nice and dark. It doesn't look like it's pandering to, I mean, here in the UK, it's received a 15 certificate. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be 15 or over to go and see yeah. it. Yeah which is a big deal for a sort of movie like this, you know? Yeah. So I, I think it's obviously got a lot of grit and a lot of darkness that mm -hmm. people aren't used to in these the sorts of superhero movies. I think it's going to take people. Uh, I think it's going to shock people uh, in a good way. And that's what, you know, get a, get a rise out of them emotionally, you know, and that's what, you, that's a good thing. And, and uh, instead of just being spectacle and whatnot. So uh Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves said he wanted to make something personal that affects the audience. And I think that's what they've done. Bill, thank you for joining me on the, the Movies in Focus podcast. Oh, it's been, it's been fun. I love talking Batman. So, so do I. Anytime, yeah. Where do we find you online or your website, all those sorts of things? Uh, you can find everything I do at it's batman-on-film.com going on year 24. 
I can't believe that. I'm dating myself again. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Batman on Film. Same thing with an Instagram at Batman on Film. And I'm just right now, I'm just all about, I mean, my job's kind of done covering this movie. So my, I'm just like enjoying it as a fan. And then we're going to move on to The Flash and then Batgirl. So, I mean, it's not like, it's good, like you said at the beginning, it's a good year. It's a good year for, to be a Batman fan. It's, it's a great year. And uh, I mean, hopefully as, as it goes on, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll catch up again. Love to. Love to. Anytime. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Movies and Focus podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope that you tell your friends about it. That's it for this time. And I'll see you at the movies.